Ever wondered what it would be like to hook a 40-pound Chinook on a fly rod? Ever thought about what it would be like to pick up one of these on a swung fly? I myself have had the dream to catch one of these giant uh, fish for a long time. And today we're going to be digging into some tips to hopefully make this a reality. We are going to give you some of the biggest tips from one of our biggest guests on the podcast, a George Cook summary today on the Wet Fly Swing Podcast. Hey, I'm Dave, host of the Wet Fly Swing Podcast. I've been a lifelong fly angler, and I grew up around a fly shop and have created this podcast, one of the largest in this country. In this episode, you're going to hear George Cook's top tips on catching Chinook salmon on fly. And today, you're not going to hear from George directly, but instead, you're going to hear a solo episode of me highlighting George's top tips, takeaways from episode 406, which is one of our uh, biggest episodes. Episode 406, George gets into it. But today, I'm going to summarize this because uh, it is Alaska week, and we are going to be heading up north to fish for Chinook. So I want you to have a few uh, tips in your tool bag as you head up there. But before we get into it, I just want to share a quick story as we're heading up to uh, Togiak Lodge and uh, this year and why this is kind of such a, a visceral, uh, long story for me. I always go back to, as a kid, my dad heading up to Alaska. I remember um, he did these big trips up there. I think it was probably a, you know, a couple of them per year. Maybe it was one per year at, at times. But I remember all these pictures and stories of him coming back with these big salmon uh, Jim Teeny and Cal Brenners and other folks, uh, and just some of these giant pictures. And then hearing the stories, you know, we had Jim on a, a recent episode, talked about some of those 50 pound king salmon that he caught up there. And and it was just always this thing that I thought, man, it seems like the ultimate, right? Catching a, a Chinook giant king salmon on a swung fly up in Alaska in this wild place. So it was always this, uh, for me, kind of a, a like a dream, like, you know, would that ever come true? And And even though I've been to Alaska, uh, a number of times I haven't chased kings yet. So this is going to be the first chance for me. So it's a big full circle time that's happening right now. We're obviously uh, doing a big giveaway this week for a chance to win this trip. You can go to wetflyswing.com slash giveaway if you want to enter for that. But in this episode, I just want to take you in and just connect you uh, to that for me and why I hope that these tips are going to help me get into a Chinook. And I'm going to come back here and talk about it. And I hope that if you're heading up there as well, maybe you can pick out a few of these nuggets that will help you on your next excursion to chase king salmon. And so we've got 10 of these takeaways, uh, tips and takeaways today. Let's jump into it right now and see what George brought us back on episode 406. Okay, number one, understanding king salmon behavior. George uh, emphasized the importance of knowing the behavior of king salmon, particularly in the resting areas. And he talked about this pillow water. We're going to have a great quote at the end. He talks about this place where they, the pillow water where they just chill. And this is essential for Chinook because even though you have these deep buckets, you got to really find the pillow water. Number two, selecting the best fishing period. So again, this goes back to research. Time is crucial. Uh, for King Salmon and George uh, suggests focusing on the biggest tides uh, within a period, as these are typically when the largest numbers of fish come in. So think of that. So if you're going up, you could probably do this before or during, um, but definitely get an idea of tides, when are going to be the biggest tides, and then fish around those if you can. Number three, river systems and fish migration. So understanding how fish move through different rivers and systems. George mentioned the Connect Talk and others, and knowing the rivers is going to help you plan a successful trip. So all rivers are different up there, knowing um, kind of some of the runs, doing some intel beforehand. 
Number four, historical run data, going back to this, uh, and tidebooks. So using any historical run data to know when uh, to plan your trip, right? So you don't obviously don't want to go there when the fish aren't there. On this trip, we are going right now, we're heading up there during early July. And so this will be putting us right in what historically is a part of the peak of the Chinook run. Uh, number six, uh, we talked about DIY versus guided trips. And I think that DIY is a great opportunity for a lot of people. George did mention that he thinks with King Salmon, he recommends a guide and a guide trip because this just provides a much better chance for of success. And so that's something you can listen to this in the episode. He goes in depth on this. Number seven, fly selection and color. So uh, the, flo- uh, the choice of fly is crucial with chartreuse being particularly effective in tidewater. So chartreuse and tidewater. And as fish move upriver, he talks about their visual preference changes and darker colors becoming more effective. So again, where are you on the river? If you're up higher, definitely have some darker flies. Number eight, fly size and, uh, and swimming. So this is more on just size of the fly. The average Chinook fly is about three to four and a half inches in length. Ensuring that these flies have good swim action is key. So let's make sure that, you know, this fly, whatever you want to put on it, whether that's um, rabbit, uh, whatever, it's got to swim in the water. So, uh, and George talks about some of his favorite patterns in that episode. We're getting close here. Number nine, weight and depth considerations. So getting the fly deep enough is essential. So we need to get this down. And George said, there's no such thing as too deep for king salmon. So you can't go too deep. And number 10, takeaway from that episode, uh, learning from gear fishermen. I've heard this many times from all sorts of experts, uh, Jeff Liskay, many people that are the best from around the country, whether it's trout or salmon or whatever species. And they always say the gear fishermen, definitely you can learn a lot from watching them or just fishing gear yourself. Many of the techniques and strategies that uh, George uses for king salmon, he talks about in that episode and that we've talked about today have come from gear fishing including kind of the color we talked about and other methodologies. So that's it, a short snippet. And this is exactly why we're doing those solo episodes. So you can get the content really quick, give you a touch. If you want to take it deeper, you can go into episode 406. But these insights from George, uh, he goes in deep and he has some classic uh, one-liners like George always does in that episode. But I just want you to know it's there. And I hope that this reminds you way back uh, in 406, which was, uh, was a little bit ago. In this episode, uh, we talked about a little bit about some of the rivers George fishes. Like I said, we're going to be heading up to the Togiak with uh, the Togiak Lodge. Uh, Justin is going to be up there and Jordan. And uh, and if you want to check this out, you can go to wetflyswing.com slash Togiak. That's T-O-G-I-A-K to find out more about their program, um, which is a pretty amazing one. They're in this northern part of Bristol Bay not, there won't be anybody around this lodge. It literally looks like it was just dropped out of an airplane right in the middle of the tundra, right on the banks of the Togiak. Uh, and I just got to say, it's it can't get any better than this. Um, an amazing lodge on the river in the middle of the Alaskan wilderness. Um, this is going to be epic. Lots of light during the day and lots of schnooks. So we're going to be going for this. I hope you get a chance to either enter the giveaway like we mentioned before, wetflyswing.com slash giveaway. Or you can head over to uh, check out Togiak right now and see if they have any availability. And I hope this is good for you. I'm going to leave us before we get out of here. And of course, hope you're having a great day. I got a quote that I love. I'm going to start leaving these solos with a quote. I think this is a great way to end it. So this is uh, George Cook in this episode. And here's what he said. He said, what Chinook are doing is they grab the fly. They drop it. They grab it again. They drop it again. They grab it a third time. And then this time they turn. Let them chew the gum. Wait till they truly eat. The eat is the grab and turn. More often than not, it's got a bump, 
bump, take. Sometimes it's an immediate take. Sometimes it's a bump, then a violent takedown. But you've got to let them chew the gum. Boom. There you go, George. Thanks for that. And uh, thanks for this episode. I hope uh, you listening now, I hope you appreciate uh, George's wisdom. I did my best to summarize some of the takeaways. But again, uh, there's a lot more on that episode. So I'll put a link in the show notes so you can listen to the full thing if you want. But just wanted to give you a quick reminder on that. And, and I appreciate you for stopping by today and checking out the show. Hope you are having a great morning, great afternoon, or great evening wherever in the world you are. And, uh, and I look forward to maybe hearing your Alaskan story this year. <laughs>